discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. It says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything He is. That is why He told Abraham, He said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave Himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God Himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. Give the Lord a shout if you have a boy. Hallelujah. Every new bow down, isn't it? Jesus is everything. And I, I am glad I know Jesus. Say, I'm glad I know Jesus. Yeah. If you, you see, you need to form a proper relationship with the Holy Spirit in order to get to know Jesus. Okay? You need to. You enjoy, there's no human, there's no person, not human being, there's no person as nice as Jesus. Nobody will love you the way you are. And help you change to become proper more than Jesus nobody nobody has that time for you only Jesus has that time when you look at your character and your problems and your mistakes you realize that Charlie it's it weren't good good at the time hallelujah you may kindly take your seats in heavenly places father thank you for once again for this morning we are grateful we are thankful thank you for the power of your word Thank you that you bless us through the ministry of your word. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit, that you grant us great grace and great wisdom. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. I don't, today we are just going to um, answer questions concerning. I told you last week, right? Answer questions concerning relationships, marriage, sex, whatever. That's why we are here today. Or is that not what we spoke about? Last Sunday we had a very nice talk show on relationships and marriage and all of that but we didn't get the opportunity to ask questions so we are going to ask questions today and next Sunday is our Thanksgiving Sunday so next some people are not happy it's like oh after all the Lord has done for you look it's been a whole year I tell you with many issues many things if for nothing, at least the, the, the city started with six cities at the beginning of the year. And now it's coming down. And now it's, is it 13? It's 13 now, by the grace of God. Yeah. And you are still around. You are, you are surviving. I understand someone climbed a, a high tension, you know, at, in Castle and went to, hold the, went to hold the cables and electrocuted himself because he, he was too, the economic situation was too much for him. Can you imagine? But you are here. By God's grace, you have not killed yourself. Hey! Ask your neighbor, Charlie. You should be grateful to God. So if there's any question on your heart concerning relationship, it may not be concerning relationship. Maybe it's too private. You don't want to say it so that everybody's eyes will be on you in a certain way. You can just text it. They just put a number online. Okay? Any question concerning relationships, marriage... If that's not what you want, you can ask about, I don't know, whatever it is that you want to ask, you are at liberty to ask. 
All right. Yes, sir. How are you? Fine, sir. Great. Yes. Um, my name is Victor. Victor. Um, nice the question you. I want to ask is, mm -hmm. what's the difference between dating and courtship? Dating and courtship. Yeah. All right. Maybe we should check the dictionary to see. I, I feel um, it's just semantics. Okay? It's just semantics. Um, in America, when someone... Say they are when someone says they are going on a date, it means that they are just going for um, they are going out to go and sit somewhere and have a chat as friends, not necessarily as some a group of people who are engaged. So you can go on a date with a lady. So we have blind dates, isn't it? And what what other dates do we have? What? Speed date. The speed date. Wow. Which one is that one? So a, number. a number of people. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. A number of ladies, a number of guys, and yeah. there's a timer. Yeah. So you sit and you talk sit for, and then you find out if your you your soul can work, work, then they switch like that. Till yeah. I think I saw a movie with that in there. Speed dating. Wow. Uh -huh. So dating has basically has to do with that. That's what I know. I don't know if the dictionary will have there will be anything in the dictionary. It's basically an American. Thing. It's an American term and an American thing. That's what I know. Do you see? But when it comes to courtship, what I know about courtship is that um, at this, when it comes to courtship, you have targeted this person and um, you have pro most probably proposed. Do you see? And you are engaged in conversation and planning and getting to know each other with the hope and the belief and the faith that you are going to get married. Hey! Okay, there's a dictionary meaning. It says, dating is casually getting to know a person you may eventually have a romantic relationship with. Do you see? Power courting uh -huh. is romantically involved with someone with the intention of marrying. Do you see? Aha. Uh -huh. But the romantic... <laughs> you must understand the romantic... I don't know, but... So dating is basically just, you know, friendship. Right? So I can go out on a date with somebody. Do you see? I mean, I'm, I'm a married man, so I can't. But you can. I'll just say something. So you can go out on a, a date with somebody. So just to, we're just trying to get to know each other. So you dress nicely, you go and sit at a restaurant as friends. Not that you have anything, you know, to do with each other. It doesn't have to end up with kissing and sex. You see, a, a lot has changed over the period. I mean, in the last, let's say, eight to ten years, a lot of foolish things have just entered the world. I mean, ten years ago, it wasn't like you could easily, you could easily talk to somebody, and it should not be. But now it's like when you talk to the person, it's like the next thing is that we have to have sex. It doesn't make any sense, or we have to kiss or something. It's like a date must end with a kiss, or a date must end with a, a, a kiss at the door. Who taught you those things? Saw so it in a movie, and now it's like it is supposed to be like that. No. Try not to allow Hollywood to tell you how to live your natural, normal life. Try very hard. Because, you see, the people who are acting the movies, most of them, 90% of the people who act in the movies have problems in their marriages. Some of them cannot marry. You see, they can't marry. They, have very, they, they are not specialists when it comes to this. Meanwhile, they are doing things in the movie. The movie is a movie. It's been acted. It's not real. Now when you're kissing, you have to lick your leg like this. It's not real. These are, the kiss is so nice. 
It's, it's a very interesting something. So calm your nerves. You see, and then movies have introduced friends with benefits. Whereas having casual sex. It's like you don't know what I'm talking about. It's like you don't know, you know about what I'm saying. Yeah, like we're just having casual sex. Oh, it's nothing. There's, there are no strings attached. I mean, when I feel like it, it's just a friend. Or she's just a friend. When I feel like it, I call her over. And then we just have sex and then we continue. Like, all those things are not correct. Bible, I can. You don't want to do. Receive grace to do. If you, you see, you don't complicate your life. It's not easy. It's not a joke. It complicates your life. The devil likes it. Do you see? The devil likes such things. Yeah. Someone was going out to somebody with the hope of getting married. And all of a sudden, they were started sleeping together. Now, we don't know whether the marriage will come on or not. Because all the little foxes that destroy the vine have come into the relationship. Yeah, because you see, when you start getting to know each other sexually, you are destroying a lot of things. You have spoiled the whole show. Yeah, and most marriages, most, all the marriages that have very wild problems have those problems because of sexuality started on the, on the line of sex. Yeah, you started having sex before you got married. Yes, so you see that now that you're married, there's no trust. Hmm? Because if you had sex with me before we got married, I wouldn't mind that you were having sex with me. What shows that you would not be having sex with the other person? You like my message or you don't like my message? So that's the difference. Dating has to do with just casual. That is how it's supposed to be. Casual. We are just having a casual outing, whatever. To see if something can, you know, we can get to know each other well. That's all. It doesn't have to end up with a kiss, with sex, it doesn't have to be a financial transaction. Because we have gone on a date, you have to give, you have to be, every night I can text you, can you send me some 200 or 300? No, it's not a finance. Someone asked a question, I answered it. I can't, I asked, if I have a beloved, it's my beloved, my financial responsibility. It's not your financial responsibility. It's, it's not your financial It's not by force. Hallelujah. Yeah, so those are the differences. Okay? When it comes to courtship, you are really engaged. You know, so in America, an engagement is a proposal. The proposal is the engagement. So they can date for some time. They can go on several dates. You know, they meet here, they have a chat. You know, one date, this to another date, then another date, another date. Then the dating becomes uh, more casual. So you don't need a very official setting. We can visit you in your house. You can visit in my house. We can come meet somewhere outside. We can talk. Parents are getting to know that, oh, this person is close to my my daughter or this person is close to my son and all of that gradually and then a proposal can happen you know i have some friends who are white and uh, um, i was with i was in america with them just some two months ago and one of them was going to propose do you see and we're having a discussion about the proposal because a proposal is the engagement with them the proposal is the engagement this guy was going to propose in new york he's in new york so he was going to propose the lady's Ghanaian. So the lady had flown to, to New York, and upon arrival, the plan was to do the proposal upon arrival. Uh-huh. So there were, there were a lot of plans. There, there would be a, 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 a drive through town to a particular place and all of that. And one of the major concerns was that, you know, there are, there are doves and sometimes horses that move around in the place he wants to propose. So we're praying that there, he would not knew in horse poopoo or that, that was the major discussion. Yeah, you know, so that for them, that's how it works. But in our setting, we, we are not Americans. 
we are not what? American. We are not Americans. So sometimes the ladies are expecting a certain kind of... I have to propose on a certain rooftop somewhere. And then, do, oh, oh. You go on your knees and you do something. We can just propose on the bridge somewhere or by... I mean, baby, I love you. I know, you know, I don't know. I don't know what... I, I really like you. I want to marry you. I want us to go and meet your father. Hey. <laughs> the ladies don't like what I'm saying. Can we propose a Eh? Gobe joints. We can propose at the Gobe joints. There's nothing wrong with it. You're making a lot of... You're complicating our lives too much. The guys, am I right or I'm not right? You don't like what I'm saying? No problem. Yeah, so it, it's, it doesn't have to be in a sense. Don't force yourself. I proposed to my wife by, uh, 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 in front of Lane, Ken, uh, uh, whatever, Confanoche, Lane Hostel, in front of Lane Hostel. We sat down on one of the flower pots. I said, Charlie, <laughs> this is it. Let's do this. Let's save the world together. What do you say, baby? That's all. I mean, it's not. Yes. That was the proposal. And I didn't get an answer right there. Yeah. I didn't get an answer right there. She said, oh, she, like, she wants to talk to her father in the Lord. And then, you know, she'll get back to me. Yeah. And I was not. Uh, hey, I've come to propose to you. I see you again together. No, that's how it's supposed to be. You know, I mean, it's like. It's important. So talk to whoever you need to talk to and get back to me. Yeah. And she called with an answer. I was in the car with some friends when the call came. I started shouting. I said, hey, Lord, I am also loved. It's not easy to be loved, though. <laughs> I am also loved. I was so happy. I didn't know what to do with myself. Yeah. This is... Um, 12 years ago. 12 years ago. You know, so it doesn't have to be in a certain way. Because for them, the proposal is the engagement. Normally, before the person proposes, all his family members know. You see? And possibly the lady's family also know before the proposal happens. And when, they, when he proposes, so he organizes something very nicely, you know, and then it is done. They are the ones who give grandmothers ring and those things. Yes. Earrings, grandmothers' earrings. Yeah, yeah. The, the girl can give you the grandmother ring that the grandfather engaged or married the grandmother with. The grandmother will give it to him to go and give it to the new girl. And it's a treasure. Yeah. I remember a drive, one of these guys, one of these five guys, a drive. We had a long drive to go and fix an earring that is from the grandmother. So that she can, he can present it to the wife again because it had had the problem. So he took it quietly somewhere and went to repair it in an expensive shop. And we went for it to come and come and give it back to his wife. Because it's the grandmother's earrings that she he presented. It was part of the proposal. Do you see? We in our case we wear kente and things in front of everybody. And then I go fear. Flower <laughs> I mean, that's how it, we've seen a flower in your house. Yeah. Like, you go with your family. That is the engagement. But for them, that the proposal is the engagement. So don't, 
Don't complicate our life. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's how it is. Don't comp- and they, they have their culture. We also have our culture. So let's flow. Sometimes we can marry four times. I propose I have to do a lot of things. I know someone who went to do a proposal somewhere in this hour, Accra. You know, and the food alone for the two of them, their proposal, the food alone was 4,000 cities. And getting, booking the place and all of that was also another 3,000 Ghana cities. That's proposal, just proposal, yes. That's 7,000 Ghana cities. And they took pictures and all of that. Yeah. It's like someone's, well, that's someone's wedding. I mean, someone did an engagement last week. Baseli was there. Last week. Everything was, was it 6,000? Everything was like, everything was like 6, 7,000, yes. 6, 7,000, engagement. Everything. Everything. That's engagement. So it's like, engage, we are using engagement money to do proposal. Then we are now coming to save and do engagement. Then we we'll save and again and do wedding. The wedding, you don't like a, a simple one. You want to come like a butterfly. Stress. You are just stressing everybody, stressing yourself. You are delaying your own marriage because, or tomorrow before we are. I mean, someone got pregnant because the suit that she wanted the guy to wear was not coming. So the suit was delaying. The suit was coming from America. This is a long time ago. And in those times, when posting something from America to this place took a longer time. So it had been waiting for, it took a year. It's like I've seen Kelewele. You can't eat the Kelewele. Kelewele is there. You're standing. Kelewele, it's like getting Kelewele. You are here. Kelewele, you are here. You are. Hey, 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 hey. The guy just shoot the Kelewele. And he was a man of God and he sports his ministry. Oh, yeah. Because of suit. Suit. The lady wanted a particular. You see, guys, we don't care. We can wear whatever and come. But the lady wanted a particular type of suit for the pictures to look a certain way. Listen, you will not look at your wedding pictures. You will not. Those who are here, who are my. I mean, I don't remember where my wedding pictures are. You may frame one or two. It's finished. The rest. You will not look at it. Hey. So don't focus. Don't be fixated on pictures. Like the pictures need to look in a certain way. One lady took a picture. She was like, yeah. <laughs> She needed to open her mouth. I don't know where she put like. And the guy was behind there. Like it's a picture of the century. Then they, they wrote, thank you for attending our wedding, whatever, whatever, for your presence and your presence and all of that. Hey. Open them up. Hey. It's well. Yeah. So try. The ladies. Eh? So I don't know if I'm making a difference. Victor, please, am I helping? It's helping. Beautiful. So in all these, um, what is, what is it's different cultures and we have to. Yeah, so normally when you are visiting a lady, going up and down, you're actually dating that person. You are, then a proposal can come. Because it starts with friendship. So a friendship is actually the dating. Then a proposal, a proposal. So some people ask questions, can we date more than one person? Emphatically, yes. With the understanding of what dating is. <laughs> Disclaimer. With the understanding of what, we just, dating is what? what? Read it again. Hey, disclaimer, very big disclaimer. Terms and conditions apply. Dating is casually getting to know a person. Casual. You know casual. Casually, casual. Eh? Not casualty, but casually. Casually getting to what? To know a person. To know a person. Or persons. Or persons. You may eventually have 
a who you will eventually have a romantic you relationship. Yeah. You may, you may. This is, this is English. Understand? So there's, it's not. There's nothing romantic about it. There's nothing romantic it's about it. It's friendship. No words of endearment. No words of what endearment. When I don't see you, I don't know what to do. I'll do it myself. I really love you. No, there's no. It's not proposed. I've not proposed. Awesome lady, you are so good. It's nothing like that. I mean, we are just friends. Do you see? Yeah, so you can befriend this one, you can befriend this one, you can befriend this one, you can befriend this one. And you are just friends. You are just flowing. Do you see? And you are studying them to check if their character will suit you. If they are going where you are going to. If their vision will fall in line with your vision. Do you see? Yes. If they get angry, the anger, is this one that you like, that you can control, that you don't mind? Are they the slapping type? Or the insulting type? Or the quiet, wicked type? I mean, what type? Are, or the living type? What are they? Or you don't, you don't understand? Yeah, so normally, sometimes in a, in a fellowship, let's say in a choir, or in... That's how you get to know people. Oh. Choir, maybe departments, media, cell meeting... As you are going and coming, program, camp meeting, whatever, as you are going and coming, you are getting to, oh, this girl is, what's up, this girl is very nice. She, she likes God. You know, you get to know, then you can get closer. And then it goes on and on and on until a proposal can come and then courtship begins. So courtship begins when a proposal is given. Then you cut the person to marriage. So courtship is supposed to lead to marriage. But it doesn't mean that it, it will always end up in marriage. So as you are courting, if you, are, you get close, you are, you've proposed, but as you have gotten close, you realize that you have made the mistake. You thought she was a cool type. But now that you have gotten closer, Asumua, it's not like that. Surprise. When you, call, when you, you don't remember to call, and you try, you try to apologize, it can take two months. You are calling, calling. Oh, baby, just, no, you should have called the last time. It's okay, I'm not talking to you. And then you cut the call. She cuts the call. Hey, what is this? We are trying. And it's not working. Baby what? She said, baby dragon. It's not working. What do you do? I said it's bad, it's okay. You just pack your bags and go home. And there's no problem. Won't play the boy again. I've caught my ball. It's finished. <laughs> or oh, you don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> or oh, you and you, the lady, I proposed to you. Said yes. You guys are trying, planning, doing something to try to get married. And the guy's anger cannot be handled. When he gets angry, he hits. He can slap you, or he can hit the table. And the table break. Imagine that you were the table. Imagine that you were the table. Sister, exit. I've caught my ball. We are not playing the ball again. When we were younger, the ball owner, when they scored the ball owner's team, in the middle of the whatever, he would just take his ball. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> we'll not finish the match. You don't have to finish the match. Don't say, oh, I don't know. A wedding can be, a wedding can be canceled two weeks before the wedding. Two weeks. There's no problem. That is why you shouldn't have sex with the person. Before some of your, your soul is gone to the person, and there are a lot of problems. Try, trial. Tell me about trial. 
Because marriage does not cure promiscuity. Marriage does not cure promiscuity in any way. Marriage. It doesn't cure. You know, you'll be shocked. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't cure promiscuity in any way, in any form. You will still see other ladies who are nice. You feel they are nicer. I mean, I mean, you fall in love with people all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Your heart is just going to various places every now and then. Before I realize, I've seen some girl be, hey, yeah, this girl is nice. Oh. That's how it is. you have to pray for God to keep you. Help me, Jesus. So if you can't keep yourself with this one, you will not keep yourself with any other person. Try. Tell me about try. Don't think that was just sex. We are just having sex and everything is okay. Sex is like greeting, hello, how are you? And then we are done. No, it's not like that. It's more than that. In Jesus' name, amen. Any other question? Online. Okay. But let's answer one here. And then, yeah, over. I would like to ask this question concerning marriage and the calling, or the calling. It can be pastor, it can be governances, and all over. How then can it affect a person's life? In case of Abraham, I've experienced that even moving with Sarah on the line, he hid to his wife. He hid to what? He hid to his wife's voice. He hid to his wife's voice. Yeah. After that one, after the death of uh, Sarah, he remarried again. Yet, Abraham still Abraham. How then a man can go or a woman can go concerning marriage and the, the, the assignment of God upon his or her life? Yeah, it's very important. You don't understand the question. How does the assignment upon your life affect your marriage? Is it influenced by your marriage? Is it... Is it yeah, does marriage influence your calling and all of that? If you know you are called, you should be careful who you marry. You have to be careful who you marry. Yeah. Or else you are in trouble. It can be a very big problem. One of the marriages, most the marriages that are, have a lot of heat inside are pastors' marriages. Pastors. It's very hot, I tell you. If you, are not, if you don't know what you are doing. You see, if, if you don't pray about it, don't just, you see some pastors who say, I've prayed, how, how long do you pray? I prayed about it for three days. You are a joke. You are what? A joke. Something that is going to last for a long time, a, a long time. You say you have prayed about it for three days. You need to pray about it for months, possibly years. Yes. Because it's very important. If your wife becomes some way, you are in trouble. One pastor's wife took their two children to the eighth floor and dropped the children. She dropped the, killed the children. Yes, this, this is London. Drop the children. Yes. And it's not just because the ministry had made her go mad. You know, all the things. She couldn't bear with the things. The, wife, the husband was a very great man of God in England. This is a black, black man. I, mean, I don't want to mention the country. Do you see? Yes. Had very, very successful ministry. She destroyed the ministry completely. Yeah. You see, so... A pastor's home is the first place. The Bible says that if he cannot take care of his home, he should not take care of the church. So your, your home is the first church. It's your first cell. Your wife is your first church member. So your wife must be such. So if you don't, if you don't marry with your ministry in mind, you marry someone who is ready to go all the way. When I was proposing to my wife, I didn't say, I love you, I don't know what I'll do without you. No, I told her this is what God wants me to do. A pastor's proposal is different. This is what God wants me to do. Are you ready to come with me all the way? And she said yes. And we've been able to go for 10 years by God's grace. And we are still going. No complications. No, uh, I, I don't know, I, 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 I'm fighting with this person in the church. 
I mean, as a pastor's wife, you should understand that a pastor will hurt someone, a lady in the church, that you may not like. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. He will hurt someone you may not like. He may have to counsel someone you don't like. He may have to spend time with someone you may not like. Because he's doing ministry. He's not trying to propose to that person. And he's not moving according to what you think or what you do not think. Your opinion does not really matter when it comes to the ministry. Hey. Mm-hmm. So these are hard things that every pastor's wife must understand. And if you are going to marry a pastor, you should know what you are getting into. You have to. You have to know. It's not fashion. I dressed nicely with gilly and what? Fascinator. And I've come to sit in the church and... It's not picture-taking. It's a lot of responsibility. You have to open your home to people you, you, you don't know from anywhere. And they have to become your friends and your family. People who don't respect. People who eat your food and tell you. And all of It's whatever. I mean, all kinds of things. Why? You are in ministry with your husband. Yes. You may not be a pastor, but your husband is a, is a pastor. And people have to come around. So, it, it affects... It affects I know I, I, there was a woman who married a policeman. About 15 years into your marriage, the policeman became a pastor. He, called, he was called 15 years later. He became called. And the woman said, no, I married, I met you in a beer bar and I married a policeman. That's the, what, that's the one. I didn't marry a pastor. So you can't come and change my life. Now you want me to, you want me to dress in a certain way. Dress. No. I wear mono. I'm I'll do my cleavage. And so she will wear leggings, yellow leggings. And the buttocks will be, the leggings that goes into the buttocks like that. And then the buttocks is, have you seen those type of leggings? And she'll be walking in the church like that. Like that. All over. Everything is shaking. To whom, to whom, from to whom, you belong. Everything. And the husband said, oh, dress well. Please, I married a policeman. I didn't marry a pastor. Leave me alone. You are called. I'm not called. Problems. You don't want to know. You don't. It's a problem. So, a pastor, if you know that you're going to get, end up in a ministry, you feel there's a call of God upon your life, you shouldn't just propose to anybody and engage just anybody. You can be in a very well shipwreck. You'll be shocked. And so you need to pray about it. Yeah, it's not color. Don't mind, just color. I, you want your wife to be fair so that when the pictures are taken, she can... Like you are married an angel. You know, you're living with a demon. The fair ladies, I'm not saying there's something wrong. But you understand what I'm saying. Yes. For if a man know not how to rule his own house, how shall he take care of the church of God? That's it. So it does affect your ministry. If you are getting into ministry, you need to be very careful. Marry someone who is ministry-oriented, someone who loves God, someone who is ready to go with you, and don't marry someone who feels that she's more called than you. That one is also another problem. You can marry someone who is very spiritual and over spiritual. It's a person is more. So when you say that she should take care of the children for you to do something, she say she's also going to fast and pray so the children can be there. You're in trouble. <laughs> she's going to do a crusade. <laughs> she's gone. And the children are there. And you also need to go and counsel some people. She feels her ministry is more important. You are in trouble. You marry someone who can support you. And help you become what you're supposed to become. Or you support her. To help her become what God has called her to be. Joyce Meyer is called. Her husband is not a minister. Her husband is her administrator. And makes things work for her. They have their own rhythm. They've been married for about 50 years or so. 
50 or more years. Years, years, they are fine. You see, there was a minister, a lady minister, who was always on TV, singing and preaching. And so she couldn't mind for more than six months. Because when she got married, she married a bishop. When she got married, she was expecting the bishop to rather be, you know, submitting to her. Or she'll come to the house. Yeah, so what is happening in this house? Ah, they are eating. Ah, the Lord is telling me I should go and pray. My friend said, let's eat the food. The Lord is telling you what? Problems. Not more than six months. Meetings all came inside. It was not easy. Very big woman of God. Plenty problems because she didn't have the understanding that when you marry, you are, you are the lady, you are the one who submits to your husband. So if you can't submit, ladies, if you can't submit to the guy, don't marry the guy. Because you are going to be submitting to this particular person. Yes. He's going to tell you around, go here, move here. Even in sex, they'll tell you, move here. <laughs> oh, yes. I'll tell you, lift your leg here. And then you are like, I should lift my, I should lift my leg where? I should lift my, my friend. It's not going to work. If you can't submit to him, don't marry him. If you can't submit to him, don't marry him. Hmm? Yes. If you feel you can't submit to him, don't marry him. Because the submission cuts across everywhere, including the marriage, the marital bed. They will tell you, like I said, lift your, position yourself here. Hold the bed like this. I'm a woman of God. I don't hold bed like that. Yeah. My friend, hold the bed. Hey! Ask those who are married. They will tell you. They are making them do all kinds of things. By the time one encounter has ended, you have gone around the room. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't like my message. <laughs> Merry go round. You have gone around here, yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband, why? It's a sign of authority. Authority. Hey! Next question. Online, eh? Yeah. Um, it's quite sensitive. So it's quite what? Sensitive. Sensitive, okay. It's good morning, Bishop. I just came out of a gay relationship okay. about nine months ago, and I gave my life to Christ. I'm still attracted to guys, even after baptism, fasting, prayers, confessions, etc. What do I do? Wow. That's a very sensitive one. So one of the things, you see, homosexuality is like any other sin. And how you leave any other sin is the same way that that one too. You leave that one too. Do you get it? It's not, it's not special. Because it's been treated in a special way, the demon is really elevated. He's really enjoying it. It's like he's a very big guy. He feels like a very big guy. But he's just like any other thing. It's an influence that um, goes away through reading of the scriptures, praying, fasting like you're doing. So don't stop. It's just like every other sin. If someone is fornicating, the way to get out of the thing is by getting into the Lord more. That's all. You see, and the fact that you are getting to the Lord more does not mean that it will leave immediately. You see that maybe every once every two days you, you had a certain edge for sexual relations with a guy. But as time goes on, you realize that it's leaving, it's becoming, it's spacing out some more. It's, it's becoming once a week after some time, it's becoming once in two weeks, then once a month, then you see that it's going more and more and more and more and more. And you are delivered with time. That's how it is. Okay, so don't be worried. Don't be worried. It's, it's a, there's, there's, there's a spiritual aspect. Every 
Every sin has a spirit behind it. And also has the spirit. What the spirit does is that it educates your flesh. Okay? The spirit educates your flesh. For your flesh to like a particular thing. To get used to it. If someone is boozing, there's a spirit of drunkenness. There's a spirit of drunkenness. You don't know? Every, it's, all, it's all everything. It has a spirit behind it. So there's a spirit of drunkenness. There's a spirit of homosexuality. There's a spirit of lesbianism. There's a spirit of lying. There's a spirit of anger. There's a spirit of bitterness. There's a spirit of stealing. Gambling. It's all, there's, there are spirits behind all these things. They, don't, they are not just there. And the job of the spirit is to educate your flesh. Do you see? Through experience with time. So after some time, it's like your flesh is so used to it. That even when God said in Genesis chapter 3 that the serpent will eat dust. Isn't it? He cares the serpent and said, dust shall thou eat. And man is also made up of dust. So it's like the serpent's aim is to eat man's flesh and to get into, you know, your, 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 your whatever, your things. Hallelujah. So this thing has educated your, your flesh. To get so now you are delivered with respect to your the spirit, you are now born again, you are now a child of God. But the feelings come every now and then. How do you overcome it? Through educating your flesh with the word of God, which is spirit, and with the Holy Ghost, which is also spirit. Gradually, you see that it leaves your it leaves your system completely. When you feel like when you feel like having sex with a guy, what do you do? Get into the word, just like any other man who feels like having having sex with a lady. What do you do? When, I mean, when the feelings are coming, what do you do? They say go and play ball. It will never work. Playing ball, as you are playing the ball, it's still coming to your mind. What you need to do is to get into the word more and more. So don't stop what you have been doing. Don't stop the fasting. Don't stop the praying. Don't stop the study of the word. Saturate your environment with the word of God. Do you see? And as time goes on, you see that you are completely free. And you don't have that anymore. Hallelujah. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is that don't elevate it. It's like it's been so elevated that it's, it's being given a special place. It's, it doesn't have that place. It doesn't have that place at all. God doesn't like it as much as he doesn't like any other thing. Okay? So the way you stop is by doing, stop, doing what you need to do to stop every other thing. Yes. Hallelujah. They can pray for you as much as they want to. It has become a habit. And you break habits by doing other habits. When you feel like doing that thing, do the other thing. Do read the Bible. Listen to the word. When you feel like it, what do you do? Read the Bible. Read, study the word. Listen to messages. Listen to preaching. Engage in the ministry some more. Plant yourself in the ministry. Yes, that's what you need to do. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, and you pray for God to help you more. Every time you're just praying, Lord, help me to stay focused. Help me to... You know, it's a blessing to even like women. Can you imagine? Have you noticed? It's a blessing that if you're a guy and you realize that you like women, it's, it's a blessing. It's like you are on a certain line. It's a blessing. Hey! Yes. There was a man who was praying for his children. He, he was praying that, Lord, let them like women and not boys. He's praying for his sons. It's a prayer. Let them like ladies and not boys. It's a prayer, I tell you. Because the devil can just enter and that's, that's it. You are having a certain kind of problem. That is strange. Do you see? Uh-huh. So, 
you pray that Lord let me like women it's one of the prayers you can pray because of the tendency you have you you pray to God Lord let me have a taste for a woman and not for a guy yeah help me help my mind help my heart help me flow in the right direction you don't like this so help me flow in the right direction and the Lord will help you flow in the right direction hallelujah I'm sure I've answered you right there's another question you want to say something yes please is there a microphone hallelujah hallelujah amen Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 Genesis 1 26 and God said let us make man in our image after our likeness um, just to add to the last point that he said God is the one who designed us and if for one reason we are functioning differently he can he can reprogram you I get in it because we seem to feel like it's uh, it's how we've been made that's the, the lie the devil has sold to so many people to lock them and feel that they cannot have a way out but the one who made us say that let us make man in our image after our likeness so if for any and it cuts across any sin it's not just uh, being gay but it's been giving so much attention and they they speak in a way to disconnect it from god the aim was to disconnect it from god so that you cannot have you cannot realize that the one who made you can correct it it's like it cannot it's like once you experience it it is for life no the one who made you say that he's the one who made you and he can reset you can put you back in a way you can that's why a prayer like lord let me like women it's a good it's a good prayer i get what i'm saying in jesus name it's a good prayer for someone in that category <laughs> if you already like women don't go lord let me like women lord let me you are spoiling the thing the devil will take that one too for you and then destroy a lot of things okay yeah and you can one of the things is it testimonies eh testimony is very very important you know david mentions how that the lord by his testimonies have instructed him you know testimonies make you know what is possible do you get it let's say you 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 are ill with cancer and you watch a, you watch a testimony someone's testimony of having who had cancer and now is free and is testifying to the lord it gives you hope and gives you faith that you can also be made free i see so there are testimonies online of people who were gay and now are delivered and married and they are fine they're having a normal life you know having children everything is fine watch those testimonies those testimonies will sow a seed into your heart and no, help you know that it is possible for you to be completely free from this and sometimes in their testimonies they'll share with you some of the things that they did that helped them so it will help you and most of the te- most testimony good testimonies will always refer to god's word and his holy spirit all the time yes okay so you need you need to watch a testimony or two on those things on people who had that and are now free and it will really help you yeah do you want to say something okay more questions yes i've answered i'm sure i've answered yeah hallelujah amen hello daddy please i'm a lead a young lady i'm a young lady in the early 20s i don't like being around men i used to this deeply dislike them but through shepherding it's changed for the better since most of my sheep are guys i really love and care about them but generally i don't like being around them i haven't been molested or raped or hurt i just don't like them 
I'm not a lesbian idiot. I'm not a lesbian either. I just feel uncomfortable around them. I just feel it might be a problem when it's time for me to be in a relationship. Do you because want to be in a relationship? If you want to be in a relationship, then you have to like men. You have to, you have to pray. Lord, help me like men. Help me like boys. It's a prayer topic. If you want to marry, is it because there are people... Matthew chapter 19. Uh, look at Matthew 19. Let's read from verse 5. Let's read from verse 7. I don't want us to read too much. Then they asked, why did Moses give a writing of divorcement? Go to verse 9. You know, Jesus was having a discussion concerning marriage and divorce with the Pharisees. And the disciples came to come and ask, because Jesus said something. Jesus said that, I say unto whosoever shall put away his wife, except it be for fornication, and shall marry another, committed adultery. And whoso marrieth her which is put away, that commit adultery. Have you it? Next verse. Then his disciples said unto him, If the case of the man be so with his wife, it is not good to marry. It's not good to, the disciples said, it's not good to marry. If it's like that, if you can't put your wife away for nothing else apart from fornication or adultery, then it's not good to marry. Then Jesus told them, next verse. But he said unto them, All men cannot receive the same, save they to whom it is written, it is given. Next verse. For there are some eunuchs. Do you know a eunuch? A eunuch is one who does not have feelings for women. Okay? Or a lady who doesn't have feelings for men, for a man. So Jesus gives us the various categories of eunuchs that exist. For the odd, is not is that not a eunuch? Let's check the dictionary meaning. Maybe eunuch. I don't know. You think it's a guy called Enoch? I'm talking about. This is eunuch. Kindly check for me. For there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb. So there are some people who are born from their mother's womb who naturally do not like men. They do not like women, and they don't think about sex like it's not part of their lives they don't want it and they don't need to be forced you, you are surprised you are shocked it's in the bible but there are some eunuchs which were so born from their mother's womb and there are some eunuchs which were made eunuchs of men Daniel was an eunuch he was made an eunuch by men so they are the ones that are castrated. They are some castrated men whose testes are removed completely. Yes. That's what they do. They remove the testicles. Every, they remove, they take it out. Are there medical doctors around? Dr. Dennis? You are the one I can see. Is that what they do when they are making someone an eunuch? What do they do? Do they remove the testicles or do they remove... The testicles. They remove the testicles. Yes. Yes. They remove the testicles away. So that the person does not have feeling. The feelings. So that they can't. They suppress it. They don't produce testosterone anymore. They don't produce testosterone anymore because yeah. the testicles are removed. Yeah. Wow. Just like you do for. They do some to um, dogs and all of that. They castrate the dogs. And then you say a dog is just moving around. It's not it's just becoming fat. No action. He won't go out of the house. You will see a, a lady. You know a lady dog is called a bitch, right? <laughs> that is how they are called. It's not, that is their official name. I don't know why it's like it's, a, it's not a problem. So you will see a bitch moving around. Then it's not, it's not, it's not moved. By a dog that is not castrated. I mean, if he lives in this place, eh? 
he can go as far as Nima, following a bitch. So there are some eunuchs that are made of men, and there are eunuchs, listen, the third one is, there are eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. And an example was Paul. Paul was not castrated, Paul had no, but he made himself an eunuch for the kingdom of God, so he decided not to marry so that he can do the work of the ministry on a certain level. And that's what he did. Are you in the church? Uh-huh. So these are different categories. And then he says, he that is able to receive it, let him receive it. So it's not everybody who is made to marry. So if, you, if this lady, if you realize you don't like men, pray about it, talk to God about it. And ask God, God, did you make me an eunuch? If you didn't make me an eunuch, then Charlie, I like, please, help me, help me like men. Drop the feelings. Let the feelings come into my system now. Download this, Lord. My pen drive is ready, Lord. Download, download, download. Because if you want to marry, then you need to. You need to change. It may be, it may be something you saw that has triggered something in your mind subconsciously. You may not know. Yes. Maybe, maybe your parents were into quarreling and all of that. So it's like, oh, this guy, or your father was some way, or an uncle was some way, then you saw it. You know, you may have to think about it and pray about it. Maybe you saw something that has made you think that guys are some way. So let's just live without them. If it is like that, then you have to pray about it. And you may have to talk to your pastor about it to help you. Yeah. In Jesus' name. Amen. I've answered you. Yes. Another question. Can we, do, does anybody have a question here? Inside the auditorium? Or you have put... Okay. There's one here. So let's do one and then one. You get it? Uh-huh. So he, she can ask and then he will ask later. So after this one, then this one will come. Yeah. Yes, please. Um, so my question is about adultery. About from, adultery. Yes, please. And it's, it's like from the Old Testament. So the time um, Sarah wasn't giving birth, she gave her maid to Abraham. Yeah. Um, but Abraham refused first. So he, he was like asked to listen to his wife. And then later he accepted um, Sarah's maid. He was not so, asked to listen to his wife. Oh. God did not <laughs> ask him to listen to his wife. It was all on their, is it? Um, they made mistakes. Mm-hmm. Mm. The Bible is a record of God's dealings with people. It's a, it's a record of what some human beings said, a record of what God said, a record of what demons said, a record of what Satan said. So it's not everything that is in there that is Rema. Do you get it? Or it's not, it's what? Yes, it's not everything that is in there that God has stamped that this is it. This is what lie about who your wife is. Or if your wife gives you somebody to sleep with. Just continue. That's not what it means, though. Uh-huh. So, I know what to ask. Um, is it adultery? You can classify it as adultery or it's not adultery. Since um, Sarah gave um, Abraham the go-ahead to have... To have sex, sexual relations made, with them. Yes, wow, that's a good question, eh? Yeah, what do you think? Well, all the problems that have come, the, the world is divided into two very large sections because of this particular thing that Sarah did. You see, what is wrong is wrong. Whether it comes from your wife or it comes from somebody is wrong. 
I know a wife who was dying. She was dying and then she said to the husband, I want you to marry this person when I die. And then she died. And the person married the... But the wife is gone and she has married this other person. Do you see? Huh. So whether it comes from your wife or it comes from your parents, or I know somebody too, the wife was not giving birth and the parents brought somebody else. Sleep with this one. Easy. And he, he went ahead and slept with the person. And the person had a child. When the person had a child, six months later, his wife got pregnant and gave birth to twins. So he got three children at once. Now he can't buy seven like all those things, the problem. So if he had waited on God, he would have had. If Sarah had waited on God, Sarah did not want, he could, she couldn't, she was tired. You see, so she, she, and God said, that's not the seed that I, I mean, God shows us that he didn't like it. Do you see? And later on, Sarah herself came and said, I don't like this girl. I don't like the boy either. Cast them out. And Abraham said, what are you talking? I'm not going to cast them out. You brought it. We are going to stay with it. And the Lord told Abraham that, listen to your wife with respect to this particular thing. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So Abraham set them up in a different way. Uh-huh. So, and that's, like I said, that's what has brought all the problems. Ishmael's descendants is what is causing uh, all those things. Hallelujah. Yes. So God, God doesn't, I mean, whoever is coming, whether it's coming from your wife or whoever, I mean, You know, fine. It's a scholarship. Hey, my wife says I can go ahead. She may be destroying her life because it's, it's, not, it's not really much about it. It's the principle that God wants you to keep. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay, one online. Thank you, Daddy, for the opportunity. I am in a relationship. I am certain that he's the one for me. But before I met this guy physically, we were talking on the phone and I fell in love with him. When we met physically, I was disappointed because there's something about his face. I didn't like. I tried all these years to accept it, but hasn't worked. Because of this, I am unable to introduce him to my family. But he has introduced me to his family. I am unable to flow with him as compared to my male friends. I also feel he's too serious because I'm a jovial person. What do I do, daddy? Leave the person. Leave what? It's as simple as that. You are going to live with that face forever. He's going to be lying on you. You'll be looking at his face like this. Accept it or leave it. I mean, if you don't like him, yeah, and that's a problem of, with our generation, eh? The phone conversation is more lively than the physical conversation. When you're talking on phone, <laughs> hello, baby, emojis. We express our emotions with emojis better than we do with our natural self. It's a very sad something that shouldn't be like that. Okay, so, like I said, I answered this question earlier. If you don't like it, Step out. That's not your last chance. That gentleman is not your last opportunity in life. So let him go. He's introduced you to his parents. It doesn't mean that he's finished. I, 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 I don't like it. His face is very important. That's the first thing you will see all the time. You can't be looking at his shoulder and be talking to him. Or looking at his stomach. Yeah, baby. Stand up, stand up. You are talking to him. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So what do you want us to do now? Look at me. Look at me. No, no. I want to look at because I don't like your face. It's going to be a problem. It's a major problem. You should can say something. You should buy what? The guy should buy mask. The man, whose face should he use? Wakanda. 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 <laughs> or you should use Tom Cruise's face. No, it's not. Or John Dumelo's face. It's not, it's not going to work. It's a major thing. If you don't like his face. Please. Leave now. 
Because later you want to use another excuse to leave him. Please. You don't want to spoil someone's son's life. Yeah, someone's fresh boy. The face you don't like, someone really like. Yeah. Don't mind him and become a Jezebel. Please. Leave him. Now. Now. You have a question? You want to comment? Yes, comment. You tell the person that I'm leaving you because I don't like you. No, don't give a reason. You don't have to give a reason. That will break his spirit. You don't have to do that. So you don't have to. That is a, that would be a very big, a bigger mistake. You don't have to do that. Tell him I, I. You don't need to give a specific reason that it's because I don't like your face. When I see you, then I feel like vomiting. And oh, you are breaking the guy's heart. You are going to destroy his confidence for the next relationship. You don't want to do that. Do you get it? Uh huh. So you just tell him that oh. It's not working. When I look at you and I look at me, I realize that Charlie, the flow is not there. It's not there's no flow, so please be blessed. The Lord should keep you. I believe that someone else will like you for who you are. I'm not enjoying the relationship. It's as simple as that. And you, you don't have to make it complicated. Okay? Never break up with, the, with someone and destroy the person's confidence. It doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a hatred, something. If you meet somewhere and the person is married to the president of the country, now and you, you broke the person's heart and threw her into the bin. And now she's married to someone who has become the president of the country. And you are, or you're married to your boss now. What are you going to do? How will you go to work? When she sees you, hey, you are here. <laughs> Baby, can I see you for two minutes? <laughs> like you start packing your things and going. Life is very interesting. So try to not complicate your life. Okay? Any other question? Yes, uh-huh. Thank you, Daddy. So my question has to do with, um, do I have to have a clear objective in choosing who I want as a partner? Um, the reason why I ask this is that um, in the fourth dimension, a woman came to Pastor Yonkicho um, and then told him that he had, she had prayed for a year and felt like she wants a husband and she is not getting any answer. And then Yongichu, um, Pastor Yongichu asked her, um, like, was, was she um, specific in, um, in, in the husband she wants? And then she was like, what was um, he talking about? Then he asked, so what kind of man do you want to marry? Um, do you want a short man? Do, do, you, do you want a tall man? Like, do, those kind of things. And, when it comes to job too. So the woman was like, oh, she wants a Caucasian, she wants a music teacher, um, a tall person. And then Pastor Angichu told her to imagine, I mean, how imagine that kind of thing when she prays about it. So do I have to have a clear objective in choosing um, the kind of person I want to have? Everybody has what he or she likes. You may like a short lady, another person may like a tall lady. You may, that's why there are different sizes. Look at the church. Just zoom. Small. Different groups. Different people. Short, broad face. Some are slim faces. Thick lips. Some are small lips. Big bottoms. Small bottoms. Big breasts. Small breasts. God is a God of variety. Yes. Different shades of colors. Dark, fair, in between. This one. Different, different. Uh-huh. Because he knows caramel. He knows what every one of us like. Sometimes you don't even know what you even like. As you talk to the Lord, you realize that, ah, as someone, I like this one. 
Uh-huh. So you need to talk to God about some of those things to show you what it is that you like. And you can be very specific with respect to what type of lady in terms of structure, in terms of size, in terms of whatever. But don't be too big on it. Don't be what? Because that is not what you are going to marry. You are not going to marry height. If he has the height and all of those things and does not have the character or she does not have the character, you, have, you, are, you, are, you are marrying height. Height you go chop. You don't go chop height. So it's not, you shouldn't be so big on it and so fixated on that that you can't see the other side. Okay? You should be big on him being a Christian or she being a Christian. You should be a child of God who loves God. You see, and when you, when you see it that way, you will see that the height, the size, and those things end up fading in a certain way and will fall in place the way God will have it for you. Uh-huh. So don't be fixated on size, breast size. He must have, she must be what? Is it 3C? D cap? D? J? H? Double A? Double K? And... Those are big sizes. Then the small sizes are what? D, C, B. Those are breast sizes. Like this, is the alphabet. The hips must be. What are the hip sizes that you guys? Forty-three. It can be any size. But what are the various sizes? Can you give me some? Fifty-three. Fifty-three is very big, eh? That's gargantuan. 72, 72 there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you in the church? Uh-huh. So don't, don't become too big on those things or else you end up making a silly mistake. Okay? All right. I am in a long distance relationship that is heading towards marriage. But the problem is communication is not his best strong suit. Work takes his time always and he can spend weeks without reaching out. He read all my messages I send, but I won't reply. He just reach out every you, now you and then. You read all my messages and what? And won't reply. Okay. He just reach out every now and then and tells me how busy and demanding work has been. His decision toward marrying me hasn't changed. Communication is important to me, so I don't know how to handle Yeah, communication it. is very, very important. I mean, I think you should opt out of the, the relationship. You should. There's another person you may not know. I can, most, I can almost prophesy to you. That there's someone that you may not know. Yeah. Weeks. It weren't good at the time. <laughs> if you are in love, there are some things you do naturally. I mean, you can be very busy. I can, I can stop preaching and pick my wife's call, depending on what's going on. Yes. I can stop preaching and pick my wife's call. I'm preaching. I'm talking for God. Though. I can stop talking for God and say, just a minute. I'm, because I've seen five missed calls. I don't know what is happening. If you are not managing your home, you can't manage the church. So if my home is, there's fire in my home, there will be a problem. If I've seen five missed calls, if I go back and I see five, I'll just hand the microphone over. I'll just, let's start singing worship. I'll just exit and go and make a call, return the call and find out what's going on. If it is sensitive and I need to move, I'll move. That's how it is. So if you're in love, there are some things that you do naturally. I mean, you don't need to be compelled. And you come and say that that's how you are. How are you? You are, you are crazy. You describe, the way you are is not good. That's how my father is. You are... F- uh. ah! hey! Temptation. Oh, man. 
you shouldn't you shouldn't be saying such things. No, 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 no. Because I mean, if you're in love, there's something you do naturally. Yeah. So if he really loves you, you eat. You have time to eat. As you're eating, don't we text and eat at the same time? He plays games. He's doing boys, boys. He's doing all kinds of things. He's not texting you back. He's reading your mail. He's not texting you back, sister. You see, he can even marry you, but he will still continue doing whatever he's supposed to do. I know someone who was into, he was a homosexual. Strong one, but he needed a cover-up. So he came, he got married, he was in America, came not to come and marry. Okay, and I mean, he's, that's what he does. And the wife knows now, it's a problem. And since he got married, he's been using the wife's innocence. It's a problem. Even child is a person, like, she, he doesn't want to touch the original that was created by He doesn't want to touch it at all. Yeah. The lady's mother visited in America one of those days and noticed that the daughter's walking style had changed. <laughs> True story, it's not a lie, I'm telling you. you know, daughters, the daughter asked the daughter, asked, asked the daughter, started crying, broke down. That's how the story came out. Broke down crying. My husband is this, he has been doing that. He has been doing that. So you have to be very smart, okay? He can marry. Marriage is not the end, though. Like wedding is not, hey, you are just looking for a wedding. Wedding is the beginning of a very long journey. It's not wedding. You are not. The ladies don't just plan for wedding. It's more than that. Get get your wedding, but there's marriage. There's what? Marriage. You are going to live with somebody, and communication is the lifeline of every marriage. Without communication, the marriage is not going to work. Yes. Every lady is tuned to talk. Every lady. Your you see, those who don't talk are the ones who develop dementia with time. It's the ladies who develop me- dementia. Doc, am I lying? Dennis, I'm not lying. Is that true? Because they don't, they don't. They don't, they are not getting, getting the opportunity to talk. Every woman likes to talk. If you're a guy and you're getting involved with somebody, know that the person likes to talk. Don't say, she's talking too much. She's talking too much how? Why do you like sex too much? Yeah, when you get married, you will be on hair all the time. Every now and then, hey, Charlie, come. Every now, every time. The balance, the other side is that ladies like to talk, including those who are, who are quiet, seemingly quiet. They look very quiet. They don't talk much. When you marry them, you will see. They will start. They'll be talking. Are you listening? They'll ask, are you listening? Oh, yeah, I'm listening. I'm awake. We were going to sleep. This was 1 a.m. And my wife picked my phone. I'm sure she's watching us now. She picked my phone and she started asking me questions concerning some of the work I had done during the day. And we all agreed we were coming to sleep. But she just picked my phone. Ah, so this one. I said, hey, madam, why? <laughs> we to sleep. We need to sleep. And she started laughing. Every woman likes to talk. That is how they are. So if you're a guy, especially the quiet ones. So... You can't say, oh, I mean, I don't want to talk. You have to talk. You have to be there. You have to be available. You have to make yourself available. Okay? All right. One last, or one last question or two. And Hello. Me, please. There's a question Should here. I... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, please, can I be off camera, please? Please. So, I want to ask if um, it's okay to, like, get married to somebody that loves you but you don't love the person because um it's okay to marry someone who loves you but you don't love the person yes because i'm speaking from experience so mine started like 13 years ago there was this guy who um 
when I was growing up, um, my dad actually employed him to like study me, and he was like my own teacher. I was like 10, 11 or so. So at some point in time, I don't know, maybe he liked me, and then we were talking. I, I, I kind of see him as somebody different and somebody I could run up to when I was younger, like beg this small, small money and all he would give, he would give me. So at some point in time when I was about to take my Becker exam, he told me he actually liked me like it's something serious, like a serious relationship, but I don't like him. But um, I like the fact that he likes me and at some point in time I felt pity for him and then I told him I don't like you and I don't... I tried not to do it too harshly, but he said he would not give up on me. And then people, people started advising me that I should let him. And at some point in time, when I was like withdrawing, he started like putting money in front of me. And I like the fact that he gives me money. And I, I started getting used to taking money from him. So I did that for a very long, long, long time. And then people said I should stop also. And then when I stopped, because my mom knew him when he was taking, teaching me. When I stopped taking money from him, he started giving my mom money. And now... <laughs> yes. Don't laugh. It's really funny. So now my mom loves him giving her money. <laughs> but I don't like him. But sometimes, when, honestly, when I look at him, I, I just feel like maybe I, I, I don't see him in that way like somebody I can love. But when I look at him, I said, someday I would like somebody that would love me like he loves me. But, <laughs> but I don't love him. Honestly, and I've been trying and I've told him, like, I don't see something. But my mom wants me to love him. But I, my heart, I don't know. If maybe it's okay I get married to him. Sometimes I think maybe eventually I will like him. But I think, again, it's 13 years plus and I don't like you. So should I get married or just... I don't know. Pray about it. I've been praying on. You've been praying on. Yes. <laughs> you know what? You, you've made you've made several mistakes over the years over the with him. Yes. You know, mm. uh, and those mistakes were made because you weren't. I believe you weren't engaging God as much with respect to how to relate with him. You know, um, somehow so you've led him on. You've led him on over the period till now, and now mommy is continuing what you started. Uh -huh. So if you know within that you don't, you can't stay with him, you can't live with him, then you, you can't. He said he will not give up on you. So he will have to marry for him to see that you are very serious about it. Do you get it? Uh -huh. So you have to get married to whoever you know that uh, you like. Like I say, you, you like the way he likes you. I mean, who wouldn't like it? Having a guy who's always giving you money. The ladies. It's, it's a lady thing to have someone who takes money sweet. I mean, and ladies like someone who is natural. Even you cry, like, even the guys say they like it. I mean. So that is not, that is not, a, it's not a reason to get married. You mentioned, you mentioned a word, you said, I feel pity for him. It's a dangerous thing to, dangerous reason to get married. Okay? Yes, so he likes you, but you don't like him. That's it. So, ask God to help you how to, you know, exit and do what you are supposed to do. Yeah, because it can get better. There's a thin line between love and hate. People kill their lovers. 
So you have to be very careful. It's a very dangerous thing you are doing, actually. What mommy is also doing is extra dangerous because it can get something. It can become something that you didn't plan for. Mm-hmm. Instantly, very quickly. I know people whose lives have been taken because of some of these things by the guy. Yeah, because it's like, why were you leading me on all these years? Do you get it? So pray about it and let the Lord help you to exit because you don't like him. So find your way out and, and go. Yes. He, he will see the seriousness. You see, if one of the things that you can do is to let him really know that I, this thing I don't. You see, there are two ways of saying I don't like. I don't like this. Oh. You are smiling. Oh. As you say, I don't like you. know, I don't like you. Oh, I've been saying it for 13 years. I don't like you. I'm trying. I'm trying I don't like you. That is, you see, some people say when a lady says no, says no, it means she says, she says yes. It because it depends on how you said no. A guy touch you. Oh, no. Don't, oh, oh. oh, no. If you touch your breast, eh, and then I say, oh, no, I don't like it. As you are saying, oh, no, you are going. I don't like it. It means, hey, keep going, baby. Yeah. I like it. Do you understand? But you can say, oh, no, leave me. Leave me. I don't like that. What, what is the meaning of that? I respect you. I don't like that. He will know. It will register that, hey, she doesn't. If he's a stubborn guy, he will keep coming. And then you also keep registering your dislike. So you need to register it properly. Hey, by being serious about it, that I don't like this. Please stop I've never liked it over the period. Please. So how you say the no, how emphatic you are, makes a difference. He feels as hope because of how you have been saying the no over the years, with the, coupled with the monies that are coming in and it's still flowing. It's like, oh, Charlie, I like the way he loves me. How we go do um, Let's just enjoy it. And that's what is happening. You never know. It can change. Say it again. He can bring a gun to your wedding, shoot you and shoot himself. Let's die together. The love is so deep. Let's die together. Romeo and Juliet. Or something. I mean, I've, I've heard various, and I've seen some. Yes, I've seen love turning into hatred. Just like that. Because the guy feels too invested. He felt too invested. He wanted to kill the girl so that he would deny the other person of her. He doesn't mind going to prison. There are some crazy people like that. So you need to be wise. Okay? All right, one last question. Online. Is there one online? There are lots online. Wow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hello, Daddy. Please, good morning. Daddy, please, I want to ask, what is your role as a minister's wife in supporting your husband in ministry, like looking after the children at home whilst your husband preaches and fulfills his ministry? Are you also fulfilling your ministry as a pastor's wife? Yeah. You see, a pastor's wife, unless you were a pastor, if you were a pastor... It's a different thing. But if you're a pastor's wife, one of the major things you, you are doing is to help your husband. You're a helpmeet. That's what you are. So you don't assist your, your husband the way his assistant will assist him. I don't know if I'm making sense. Uh-huh. You are not assisting your husband the way two are better than one. And they have a reward for their labor. It's a, it's a Bible verse. The fact that you are holding the home front for him to be able to go and do what God has called him to do means that whatever, he, whatever reward he's going to get is both of you, your reward. It's not one person's reward. It's both people's reward. Okay, so if you're a pastor's wife, 
one of the things that one of the things that you you will do is to hold the home front. It's just four nine. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor. So God will reward both of you. It's not one person. The reward that I mean, everything my wife does at home to make my home to make the home go well. Okay, for me to be able to move and do what I'm supposed to do, she will get a reward for it. But in her case, she's also a pastor, so there are some pastoral things that she also needs to double up with to fulfill her pastoral ministry. That's different. But if you're a pastor's wife, if you're just a pastor's wife, you're not a minister, you are, you are just you are his wife, you need to take care of the home, you need to make things work, you need to make the children grow up. You are, you are the church, you are the pastor of the church at home, actually. The children are your responsibility with respect to teaching them consistently and showing them how to raising them well. First eh? Timothy chapter five, verse five fourteen rather fourteen. Go to fourteen. Look at this verse. I will therefore that the younger women marry. He says he wants the younger women to marry. They should bear children. Then he says they should guide the house and give none occasion to the advers- adversary to speak reproachfully. You see, the wife is the one who guides the house. Hmm? Let's read other versions so that you see what he's talking about. Are you, are you interested in what I'm saying or you're not interested? Amplify. So I would have the younger marry, bear children, guide the house, and not give opponents of the faith something to say. This one says they should control their families. Have you seen it? They should what? Control. So you are the one to control the house. You are the head of the home. Your husband is your head. The husband is the head of the wife, and the wife is the head of the home. So you are the one who controls the home. You are the one who, when it comes to morning devotion, you are the one to organize morning devotion, make sure things are happening, make sure your children are growing as they're supposed to, because your husband is for, the, is for the church. It's for God. He's gone. He's going to do something for the Lord. You need to make sure the home is doing well, so that he will not fail in the house or fail at home. His children must be in subjection. Who is the one to ensure they are in subjection? The wife. So as a pastor's wife, doing that makes you fulfill. That's your calling. To assist your husband in fulfilling his ministry by being on the home front. Do you get it? And then there are things that you may have to also do in the church as time goes on. Sometimes God will lead you to get into counseling or something. I mean, as time goes on, your ministry will also evolve gradually as time goes on. Uh, but don't be in a hurry to become a pastor or something. If it's not, if the calling is not there, don't force yourself. Okay, be be at home and guide them and take of care of their homes. You are to take care of them. That is your responsibility. And that is when you do that, you're actually fulfilling your ministry. Hallelujah. Yes. I'm not saying you shouldn't work. You can work. You can do all the things you're supposed to do. But when it comes to the home front, you are there. Billy Graham was gone more than half of the time. It shouldn't, all he should have correct because his wife was in the home front. Ken Hagen's wife never preached a message. You know, there's never a message anywhere that she preached. She was not a preacher. At the point, people wondering whether she could even talk because she's always quiet. People are wondering, is she, does she talk? One day she spoke publicly and then everybody, ah, she can't talk. Everybody was wondering whether she could talk. She can't talk, but that, she doesn't have that calling. So she raised her children made her, her home become Christian. Correct. Because your husband is gone most of the time doing whatever he's supposed to do. So, if you're a pastor and you're you are married to a pastor, then your job is double. Because you have to fulfill your pastoral ministry. You have a cell that is working. 
an MC that you are running, and then you are also taking care of your home. So you'll be pastoring your church with your children. Your children are there, and then you are talking to the people. So as hey, come. So as I was saying, the Lord does not want you to be to be violent. Hey, come. That, that's it, basically. Do you get it? So you have a double role from the other person who does not is not a pastor. In Jesus' name, Amen. More question. One more question. Okay. Good morning, Bishop. I'm still in the university. Uh-huh. A leader and a heart follower of Christ. A leader and a heart follower of Christ. Yes, okay. please. But I realize that when I come home, my sexual edges increase. Mm. Is it because at home I'm restricted or something else? Is it because what? At home I'm restricted. Like maybe the person doesn't move around. Do yeah. Or is something else? Yeah, it's, it's basically because of that. Your activity has reduced. Your spiritual activity has reduced. So the power to keep you from being sexually active has reduced. That's why when you, when you come home from school, you must be doing more than you were doing in the university. Uh-huh. So don't do only at Alpha. When you come here at the Saros, find out which cell you can join. Go for follow-up. Go for whatever you need to go for. Go for visitation. It's, listen, it saves you a lot when you are in the ministry and you are functioning. It's a sign of life. You see, the anointing brings activity. Activity is a sign of life. A church that does not have activities inside is a dead church. Yes. A church that doesn't have rehearsal, car rehearsal, car rehearsals are happening. Maybe there's a program you have to do rehearsal. The rehearsal time, you don't, it's time away from sex. Time away from some boy coming to worry you. Yeah, we canceled that. We canceled the Friday meeting, and someone went to have. I mean, someone who had not had sex for about four years. When the Friday meetings were canceled, she was sitting in the house. No Friday meeting. No Friday meeting. No Friday meeting. No. Before she realized she had had sex with somebody. Oh yes. You see, when the activity was taken away, the devil brought. The devil finds work for the idle hands. So when it's, it's the idleness that is producing all those things, when you realize you are becoming too sex oriented. You should know that you are too free. It's not much happening. You must went about. You must go about. Acts chapter 10 verse 38. This is how Jesus helped himself. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Who went about eh, doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. He went about. The anointing makes you a winter about. You are into wenting about or going around. If you are not moving and you are stationary, all kinds of ideas start coming to your mind. Is it true or is it not true? It's true. Yeah. Oh, very true. Yeah. So if you are not moving, there's no pressure on your mind. No one is calling with a problem. Nobody is, you know, saying that I need, I need help. Or, you are too free. You are too free. Your hands are, your, your sword is inside your sheep. There's no blood on your sword. No fight. You are not fighting. You are not doing anything. You are just there. So the devil too. He will say, Jan Jan. David fell into trouble because when it was time for kings to go to war, he was at home parambulating on his, his penthouse. He was parambulating on the last floor. Yeah, he was having a very nice time on the na- last floor. Yeah, look for that scripture. It was time for kings to go to war. Now, kings are supposed to be going to war at this time. But he was home. He was chilling. The devil, will you be sure? You see, the devil doesn't like, especially when you're a leader, a shepherd. Doing, you are saving people, bringing people, changing people's lives, and all of that. And you are now free. You will see. The devil does not like you at all. Second Samuel eleven, 
verse 1. And it came to pass after the year was expired. At the time when kings go forth to battle, hmm, that David sent Joab and his servants with him and all Israel. And they destroyed the children of Ammon and besieged Rabbah. But David tarried still at Jerusalem. He sent everybody and he was home. It's time to relax. He wasn't do- Every pastor who does not do much, you are in trouble. Mm. <laughs> you, are, you are in trouble. Very soon you find yourself doing things you are not supposed to do. Oh, yes. The problem is that there is no, little or no activity. It's not much. It's not much. No fasting is going on. No praying is going on. No meeting is going on. No preaching is going on. You are not doing much. You are preaching once a week. You are in trouble. Once a week, you are in tr- As a pastor, you are a joke. You are a joke. You must preach at least seven times in a week as a pastor. Ish. Preach in a cell. Preach midweek. Preach one-on-one. Preach Sunday. Preach Friday. Lead prayer meeting. How many, pray- how many people are you leading? How- what prayer meeting have you led in the course of the week? No prayer meeting has been led in the course of the week. You are a joke. You are, no, you are not going anywhere. How many group meetings have you had? How many counseling sessions have you had? How many people have you spoken to in the course of a week? You are not doing much. Therefore, your problems will be a bag load. Why? You are too relaxed. You are like David. You have sent everybody to go for follow-up. And you are sitting at home, drinking series and watching Netflix. Before I realize, demons are leaving the TV and entering you without your knowledge. You see, when preachers are preaching on TV. Have you ever had uh, a preacher? I mean, T.B. Joshua used to do this. He would lay hands on the screen, the, the camera, and say, be healed, be healed, and people be healed. Pastor Chris has done it several times. Ben Hinn has done it several times. Many people, I mean, uh, uh, Bishop Doug received this, uh, the anointing to teach. Whilst a radio was playing, a tape was playing, as a tape was playing, something left the tape and entered him, and he became a, one, a wonderful teacher of the word. I was listening to Pastor Chris one day. As I was listening to him, I fell into a trance. He came into my room and came to lay hands on me in my room. Oh, yes. Came to my room wearing brown shoes with a certain flowery tie. Told me to stand up. When I stood up, he laid hands on me. I fell back into the couch. I realized my life had changed. That's why I can also preach. Yes. Some encounters come through watching TV, listening to some, uh, music, whatever. So as you are busy watching Netflix... There are also demons that are coming. Demons are also coming. They are showing gay scenes. They are, you are watching gay porn. You are feeding yourself. That's basically what you are. Demons are coming. And you are happy. You are watching anal sex. You see that your drive is like, oh, my drive is for anal sex. It's because of the things you have been watching. You didn't know it. You weren't born with it. It's because of the things that you have seen. I'm going home. It's like you don't like it. Yeah. That's, that's how it is. So try your possible best. To become active. What, like I said, a manifestation of the anointing working in your life is activity. Life. Life goes with activities. If there's not much activity, the thing, the thing is not going to work. Yeah. So the choir must have more activities. More activities. Like you are too busy. You don't have time. All night. So whatever. Eh? The cell must have activities. We are going for this. Let the people be tired all the time. It's a good sign. Nobody will have time to do any other thing. You'll be shocked. In Jesus' name. Amen. I've answered your questions. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. 
Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's Word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T Podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in, and enjoy God's Word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless.